Blog Talk Radio.
am your host, and we're here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm a psychic medium and healer, and here on this show, I offer a myriad of spiritual and metaphysical insights to help everyone with their day-to-day living and help guide you through this navigation path we call life. The topics include and are not limited to spirit messages and guidance, psychic mediumship chats, alternative healing modalities, monthly meditations. The monthly meditation is every first Thursday of the month. We have um, discussions about chakras, gemstones, tarot runes, all kinds of divination methods, astrology, animal communication, numerology, and much more. And we have special guests from time to time. And this evening, my special guest is Joanne Brokas. And Joanne is a wonderful spiritual healer. She is from, I hope I say this right, Swansea, South Wales. And she, at a very young age, began to have spiritual encounters and experiences with the afterlife. It was during her childhood that Joanne began to utilize the astonishing power of prayer for spiritual protection and healing. It is her firm belief that due to her daily and nightly prayers, she was able to actively develop her consciousness, align with her higher self, and expand upon her understanding of the light. Over time, Joanne naturally developed a high sense perception of spiritual discernment and powerful healing knowledge. Further spiritual awakening, if you will. At 17, Joanne felt the intuitive nudge to begin to actively study the spiritual pathway. She became a professional platform medium in her 20s, and in 2009, she was nominated as a finalist for Best Female Medium, Wales, UK, in the Spiritual Connections Awards. Joy eventually came to a higher understanding of how to spiritually clear and transform a variety of physical ailments and conditions from a spiritual and energetic perspective. You can visit Joanne's website at www.joannebrokas.com and um, it's a wonderful, wonderful, full of a lot of information about Joanne and got to get it firsthand. And now, Joanne, how are you? Good evening. Hi, Rose. Good evening. It's great to be here. Oh, it's great to have you on. I, I have to tell you, you blow me away because you had, when I contacted you for my own spiritual healing, you had touched on something that I had been actually looking around to have people uh, work on because a couple of years ago I became of epigen I became aware of epigenetics how things are passed down through generations and you could have problems with issues that come from your great 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 grandmother and not know it but they're affecting you in the present yeah absolutely and um that was fascinating for me that you'd been looking into that because trauma memories can come back from our ancestors, um, from even being in our mother's womb, from our own mother. We can pick up trauma memories from something that she experienced 
when we were in the womb with her or from a belief system of hers or from maybe um, just as an example maybe the mother was hoping for um, the opposite sex and that kind of hit the um, baby hard because the baby maybe was a female and, and the mother maybe wanted a male child and of course the mother still loves the child unconditionally but it can affect different babies in different ways so trauma memories can link back from um, our past life from our ancestors and from the womb wow yeah it's fascinating and a lot of people are really unaware of this and i'm yeah, getting it out there. yeah well it's funny because uh my mother always said that i mean between me and my next brother who's older than me and then there's another one older than him they're like 15 and 17 years older than I. And she said, a doctor had said to her, you need to have another baby. It'll make you feel better. So it's All like, right. I, I, yeah. I wasn't wanted. You were having me like for medicinal purposes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you but so I said it worked out well you. because I was the one out of the three of us that took care of her until she died and, and whatever. But, yeah, it was really funny. And I always joked with my mother saying, I came two weeks early because you had cooked lamb that day for dinner, and I I've never liked lamb. So oh, that's at dinner, so funny. lamb was coming down the pike. I'm like, no, I oh, want out, <laughs> and I came early. I never I never liked lamb, so I understand. That is so funny that you came two weeks early. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, yeah, it was great, but uh, that was funny. so. Um, how did you get started with all of this? Did you start out as a medium and then became a healer or vice versa? Or did it all come together? How did we get you to where you are? Well, the thing is, once I became, um, from my childhood, I've had plenty of spiritual experiences. So what happened is I naturally developed my psychic ability. And then from that, um, I naturally developed my mediumship side. So then I started to do readings after readings after readings. I literally done so many readings that I started to connect with the psyche and the soul of a person. And I could see that this person was stuck in their life because of this situation or because of a past life or because of an ancestor issue or because of a trauma they've experienced now or belief system. And I was more fascinated with the healing work. And all of my life, I've been able to feel other people's pains, other people's energy. It didn't affect me because I was able to let it move through me. At times, it drained me until I was able to understand and, you know, correct that and work with that. And especially through the power of prayer, that helped me the most. So when I started to then pray for people's issues and to get an insight on how they can heal, information started coming to me and I began to apply it and then I began to add energy to it and then results just started happening. But um, I am absolutely passionate about helping people to heal. And the funny thing is, um, even though I did my spiritual training in the most amazing spiritual church in Swansea, South Wales, I did visit Stanford College of Mediumship about 18 years ago. And um, I think this is the teacher still there now, Simone, Simone Key is a lovely lady. The minute she saw me in her class, she, she pointed to me and she said, you are going to be known around the world as a spiritual healer. And I wasn't there for healing that day. I was like, 
What? You're joking. I, my passion is mediumship. I don't want to do <laughs> healing. <laughs> because this is like oh 18 my years God. ago. 18 years ago. A healer? No. That is, you've got that wrong. I was not impressed with that. I, I was like, you know, my passion is, is doing my readings, but it just was a natural thing. And, and she's, she was right. And, you know, she could see that in me 18 years ago. So that's freaky. <laughs> it's really funny the way things happen because I always tell people it's really not about what you want. And it's not about what I want. It's about what is to be. See, like, I'm yes. very passionate about healing with the Reiki. I started Reiki 15 years ago. I loved it. And I'm like, people have to know about this. I have to promote this. I have to teach this. I have to teach others how to do this. And I was going along that road, and I was very happy. But um, Spirit kept nudging me to do readings do readings, they wanted me using my psychic abilities, they wanted me using my uh, mediumship abilities, and they just yanked me out all of a sudden. It's like they let me have my way up until 2014. And then 2014, I had a visitation at like 3 a.m. in the morning. It was like, you're doing this. So here I am now. I, I do less healing work than I do the psychic mediumship work, but you know, when they want you to do something, you got to do it. Oh, absolutely. But you're probably doing a lot of healing through your work as well because we heal through um, information and understanding, and you're probably bringing a lot of understanding to people through doing psychic readings. And whereas I maybe want to work on a, maybe a health issue, a cancer, a tumor, or something like that, there's a lot, the, the way that you're working is just as valuable and important by bringing understanding to somebody about something and basically restoring their soul power and confidence to be able to take their, you know, energy back and their life back. So I, I class it as healing in all ways. So mediumship is healing, helping the person with grief, psychic readings are healing, helping that person to understand, um, you know, their life energy and then healing for physical issues as well as emotional pain, depression, and just issues that maybe um, persist even after the uh, even after the medical profession, which are brilliant. But even after when they've done all that they can for someone, and medical issues still persist, then there's a reason that's beyond the physical. It would be a spiritual and emotional or mental issue. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um... Hmm. What would you say are the major frustrations about your work? Oh, that's funny. I, you know, that is, I have been asked that because I don't have, I don't have any frustrations myself personally, other than because I don't, I know that when I connect with the divine source, my divine healing team, the angels and guides, God. It is then that does the healing. I'm the facilitator. I connect with them. So, and I've learned after all these years who I can help and who I can't. And I don't really have any frustrations with my work other than I would like to maybe help that person heal, but I know they're not ready. So it doesn't frustrate me anymore because I accept them where they are in their life. This maybe would have been frustrated um, about 10 years ago, but now I just, I just accept people where they are without judgment and just let them, you know, wait until they're ready to heal. If somebody wants me right. to help them, I'll help them, but I don't go 
just offering to help heal anyone because that's not the way it works. Right. They have to be in a space where they're ready and uh, they want it themselves. Absolutely. They have to be receptive. And there's so many things that block people's healing. And, you know, somebody may consciously say, yeah, I want a healing. I've forgiven this person. I'm ready to move on. But, uh, you know, inside, within them, within their unconscious mind, uh, there's probably still some anger and irritation and frustration and grief there that they just can't let go of. But a healing can help to clear that. So, and a healing can help them then to maybe light up. And then, and then when their energy lights up and their cellular system lights up, their body kicks into healing mode and they can begin to heal. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of different factors and forces that prevent people from healing. And especially um, energies within their own home. So, you know, sometimes people just think they've got a physical issue and it's not even theirs. It's maybe within their own home an energy issue to do with the spirit attachment or with noxious energy such as water veins running underneath the house. That causes really disruptive energy to somebody who's sensitive. I'm dealing with a case now with a, um, a young girl who's very, very sensitive to energy and the underwater water vein is running underneath her house and affecting her bedroom more than any other room in the house. And She's frequently not, you know, she doesn't feel well and she's out of sorts and anxious. This is how bad energy can affect us because we're energetic beings. So it doesn't have to be a virus or bacteria or a physical issue. It can be an external source. It's very true because I have to say, and I had a friend who used to remind me of the fact, because I would call her and say, and her name was also Rose, I would call her maybe three days before a full moon or a new moon and say, Rose, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm vibrating all over. And she's like, you do this all the time. It's a new moon coming up or a full moon coming up. And then I would realize, like, yeah, this is the energy. There's nothing wrong with me. It's just energy. And the energy of the moon, it is absolutely yeah. important, especially for women, especially with menopausal issues or with um, those PMT back on premenstrual tension. Is it PMS? Yeah, I'm not sure. But with, you know, hormonal issues. Uh, to to do a prayer to protect them from the non-beneficial energies from the moon. So whilst the moon would have beneficial energies at certain times, the moon is so strong that it affects our auras and it affects our etheric body, especially etheric body. It can cause problems with sleeping. We can feel like we're emotional and have mood swings when there's nothing wrong with us. For some reason, we just feel out of sorts. But when we do a prayer and we ask to be cleared, of all non-beneficial energies um, that are adversely affecting us from the moon because the most important thing that I've ever learned in my healing work is to be extremely specific in prayer. Asking it's given, but you've got to be specific and clear in prayer. And then when you ask for these to be removed and then for you to be charged up with beneficial energies such as love and if you want to heal, um, being charged up with beneficial energies like a deep, and healing sleep. I always say a healing sleep because we rejuvenate when we heal. But if we ask as well, then we will, you know, rejuvenate when we heal. 
So a lot of the time, if you're having issues sleeping or if you're having issues with hot flushes or if you're having issues with the emotional thing, has to be cleared of the non-beneficial adverse effects of the moon upon us because it really affects our energy. Oh, yes, definitely. What do you feel was the greatest success you experienced? Oh, there's so many lovely stories of people's healings. Um, I'm always joyful when I can see somebody as healed and they've got their life back or they've got, because healing always means change and transformation. So just some wonderful stories. One of the stories was about a young girl and she's only in her 30s, bless her, and she'd been bedridden for a year with a huge wound on her leg that just would not close. She had a bone infection due to the hospital leaving something in her leg, I think. I can't remember the entire story, but she had a large wound infection and um, even the strongest steroids weren't working, weren't helping her. She was bedridden, young. She had to have a hospital bed at home so she couldn't even be in her marital bed, which was upstairs. Her life was totally on hold. So um, she reached out to me and asked, would I help her? So if somebody reaches out to me, most of the time they're ready, but I still want to check they're ready before I'm willing to go ahead and do a lot of work on them because it takes a lot of focus and a lot of time. And if they don't want to, if, you know, if they're not ready, I could be helping somebody else. Um, right. So, yeah, she was, she was ready. She was willing to... In other words, her health now was more important to her than any other beneficial factor for her um, to do with her leg. So I concentrated on healing her leg and removed a lot of emotional issues within the left hemisphere of her brain. Not the right, the creative side, within the left side. And this is before I even go to address the wound. So, you know, pulling out the non-beneficial beliefs, the thoughts, the limiting patterns, working with the left hemisphere of the brain because the brain hemispheres were not crossing over as they should. So once I've done that, then I'll address the etheric body. That's the most important thing in my healing work is the etheric body. So going to a leg, instead of looking at the wound, instead of looking at the physical body, I bring, this is all done by distance healing. I never meet this person i've never met her i've just you know connected via um, messenger so bring up the etheric body you can see in the etheric body where there's been um it looks to me like there's a depression like it's been pushed in all the standing lines of light are like pushed in and there's a real big um like there's less light sparks there this is how i can describe it uh, so I basically focus on that with my prayer instructions, and I bring that back into the way it should look for a healthy um, body part in that area. And once that's healthy, then I work on the inflammation, the wound, the infection, and then I work on closing it up. And all of this is a process that takes a long time, and it's also to do with prayer. So the most important thing being the prayer. And then what I'm doing is connecting with the guides and angels, and they are, are putting in all the energy and all the work that I'm, you know, asking them to do, directing the cosmic healing forces. And it's working. Within a couple of days, I had pictures back, the wound had started to close, and it hadn't closed for a whole year. And the nurse, and she kept sending me picture after picture, and eventually that wound closed. She was able to send the hospital bed back, 
and she was able to walk for the first time in a year and also then go back into the marital bed and have her life back. And that's the power of prayer and healing. That's fantastic. Um, it just amazes me. I'm just, I'm, sorry, go on. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joanne. I'm sorry. I was just saying, it's just, I'm, I'm so passionate about it because I'm, I'm amazed how much uh, a divine power, a divine source, is willing to help us if only we like all I would all I'm doing is holding the light space and the facility I'm holding that light I'm holding that energy that I'm holding that love that faith that belief and asking those prayers from I'm just so passionate that um a divine power is willing to help us in this way um we have all this help available and people don't understand that they don't have to suffer they're not having um, any karma, they don't have to self-punish themselves. They they can heal. God wants them to heal. A, a divine source wants them to heal. It's a hard. Um, I don't even know the right word to use. But it's a hard habit or way of thinking to break. We're so indoctrinated by listening to our parents, grandparents, great grandparents, and. That's one of the reasons why I love the book, The Four Agreements. I read it years ago, and it changed my life. It's like stop living the way everyone in your upline, so to speak, in your family has lived. Make your own dream. Dream your own dream. Stop trying to live the way you're, the ones who've come before you have lived. Stop basically adopting their fears and, and their ideology and, and the way they think and the whole thing and break out and do your own. And um, it's the same thing with healing. You know, if you say to someone, well, if you fall, you're going to break your leg, that's not good. How many people have fallen like these, these stunt workers? They They learn how to fall and they don't break anything, but it's all learning, becoming aware becoming enlightened, and, and just learning how to do and what to do. So oh, you I, teach this yeah. as well, right, Joanne? Oh, I agree. It's definitely about, you know, being clear, I call it. It's about being clear, being your own light, being your own um, divine authority, being your own creativity, um, it's basically we're a product of our heritage, our culture, and our environment. So it's learning to undo the non-beneficial factors of that, keeping the beneficial supporting factors, and but also learning to be us, to be creative, to be new, to do our own, um, you know, our own guidance system, our own way in the world, a way that we can be fulfilled and happy with who we are while also adding inspiration and light to the world for the benefit of others. Right. I think what holds us back most of the time is fear. We're oh, afraid. fear, yeah. Yeah, fear is not a good energy. Fear is a very draining energy. When I see somebody and I look at their etheric and they carry a lot of fear, it's a very draining energy. It impacts on the immune system. It also affects the digestive system. Fear is um, it's a sluggish energy, so it, it, can, it can manifest in different ways as in chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. It's just basically um, 
an energy frequency that is coming from our ego side to maybe hold us back a little or delay us in becoming who we really are. So I'm always wanting to clear fear out of people's organs. Oh, the spleen. If if there's fear in the spleen, uh, the person is just absolutely tired and fearful of the future. Their fears of the future are even more exaggerated. They are um, maybe they maybe worry, maybe overly worry. I should say about something that hasn't even happened yet. So they project and into the future. And this can cause a lot of issues with the spleen. Or if they have issues with the spleen, it can cause fear of the future. It is just, this is what I find. Fear gets lodged in our organs. Wow. And again, many people do not know that. When I was having acupuncture years ago, my acupuncturist used to always tell me, it's all about the spleen. You've got to keep the spleen clear. And I had no idea what he was talking about. But it was like, okay. Whatever you say, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. keep it. <laughs> Don't I want like anything it. in there that doesn't belong in there. Um, That's, true. That's true. It's just, uh, well, the ego and the fear, they're all connected. I mean, people just, I find it with my clients. I find it with people who call in and have questions on the show week to week. Well, yeah, we go back to the fear words. People are so fearful that they become codependent on others. And they are very much stuck and petrified in that one spot that they're unworthy, that they're not lovable, that they can't even love themselves. And if they would just love themselves more and start with that, everything else becomes easier. But again, the fear holds them back. It, it, it's a terrible loop that people get into yeah and it is it affects them the nervous system you know sometimes it's not even their fear it can be ancestors it can be um um maybe one of their ancestors carries a lot of fear energy that was unresolved and that just gets influences our dna and gets passed along and influences our mind's energy so it doesn't even have to be our own fear or it can be fear that's accumulated within an energy and just because we have a little bit of fear then that that fear cloud is you know can attracted to our aura and then it just makes it more amplified within us this is why it's really important to clear our energy just like we have a shower each day to clear off the dirt and debris from our, our daily life it is so important especially for healers and energy workers mediums and psychics to continuously clear their energy to specifically prevent an accumulation of it from building up because it's fine until it starts building. And when once it's built, then it's going to attract other energies of, of like mind to it or like power, I should say, to it. True. What would you yeah. say is the best way to clear your energy on a daily basis? To clear your energy on, the day, on a daily basis is best through prayer and visualization. And the, 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 I have worked out, right? And I'm, honestly, I'm, when I work something out, I give it to people because I want them to get well. I don't keep it for myself. I give it to people because this is going to help them. And they don't realize how much it's going to help them. Um, but if they can just tap into their source, clear their energy, it is going to help them on a daily basis. So all you're asking for is 
Um, you're, you're basically asking the light to clear you of all non-beneficial energy, interference and harm, and to empower you with divine love and divine light protection. Now, once you've done the prayer, you back it up with a visualization. The way you make a visualization work is obviously to get yourself in that altered state of awareness. You bring to mind or bring to heart a happy memory. Once you've got a happy memory, it could be a memory of your marriage, it could, your wedding day, it could be a memory of, of a celebration of some kind, your child being born, anything. But what it's doing is you're, you're immediately shifting that energy in your heart energy center, which is your connection to, it synchronizes your brain, it connects you to the light instantly because you're connecting to love. So it's not even the memory that's important. It is the feeling and the shift that it brings to your, it synchronizes all of your pathways. So it's, it's the actual feeling that um, you have. So then the memory floats away and you've still got that feeling of joy or lightness. So your energy shifted, it's lighted up. And then you do the visualization. When it's lit up like that, you do the visualization. And all you do is imagine yourself being connected into Mother Earth, the heart of Mother Earth, could because when you do that, you're connecting to the speed of the planet. You're on Earth, you're an energy being, you're on Mother Earth. If you connect to the speed of the planet, you're going to help yourself with a lot of issues, especially things like, um, or you know, when you have that, when you have painful legs, restless leg syndrome, it helps with that. So you make sure you're grounded to Mother Earth and you're connected to the speed of the planet. I've got this free on my website if anybody wants to listen to me speaking of this. And then you also then connect up through your head, through your crown chakra, into um, the cosmic sun. And this is where you connect to all of the divine-like frequencies of God, creator, archangels, and you bring down the cosmic frequencies and you bring those down all the way through your body and you're clearing out everything that you ask for in that prayer. And it really works. You can actually prevent yourself from illness and disease by doing this once every few days or once a week if you have to. I do it every couple of days now, but I pray a lot more than that. But I do do this every few days. So it absolutely clears you of non-beneficial energies. And if you've got a persistent health issue, you're going to prevent it from getting worse. And also it's going to help you to clear maybe issues that are underlying that you are ready to let go of. But the biggest thing it's going to do is clear you of everybody else's energies because everyone else's energies has an adverse effect on us. So we are clearing away the non-beneficial energies and the disturbing effects of others upon our system by doing that. You will have more energy than you've had in years if you do that every week. i got to start doing that because I do the, I do meditation, I do the sage, I do the incense, I do the Palo Santo, all of that to keep the atmosphere in my house clear. But when you have all these people coming and going and you're doing readings and healings, you need oh, yeah. to yeah. get in there yourself and, and clear it out. So, yeah, that's great. And you said this is on Thank your website you. as well? Yeah, and you know, um, this is for everybody who's had distant spiritual healing treatments off me. So I've got like a half hour or 20-minute talk 
about how they can continue to help themselves. And I go through this exercise with them, which takes minutes. I just I described it a bit longer there, but I actually go through with them how they can do it. And if they do that, they are actually taking charge of their own soul power and they are going to help themselves. Put it this way, everyone else who's had instant healings off me or a major improvement, I have done that for them. I've done that process for them. I've polarized their energy, smother and earth from, you know, with them in all of their healing treatments that I've done. Great. Joanne's website for you guys uh, who would like to visit it is www.joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, Brocas, B-R-O-C-A-S.com. And um, visit our website. She's got a lot of information on there. Um, let's see. There's some videos on here. This is great. And um, I see that Larry Dossi had uh, made a quote and, and uh, gave you a little testimonial here. I love him. He was on my old show, uh, Violet Ricky Radio. He's a wonderful doctor, and he really understands the, the body-mind-soul connection. Oh, absolutely. He is so humble. He's just a lovely person. He is. He's amazing. He's such a beautiful soul. He is. And he he helps so many people. He is so humble to the the point that I think if somebody asks him for help and he can help them, he would. He's such a kind-hearted soul. Yes, he really is. He's such a beautiful light in the world. Um... I'm not. I'm not surprised that you know he uh, said what he said about you, and that you two know each other. Um, Joanne, this book is this your most recent book, an A to Z guide to angel prayers. Is that the new oh, one? Oh, angel prayers. Yeah, by New Page Books, Korea Press. My angel prayers book. Oh, I'm so. This it is my favorite, and and it's not just because it's my recent. It's because prayer is so important to me. And because of the feedback that I've got from people saying how much it's helped them. So I do feel blessed to have been a part of that book and to have written that book. That is my recent book. Yeah, thank you. That's the most And you can get Joanne's book at Amazon.com. I don't know, can they order it through your website as well? Um, uh, there's links to Amazon on my website. So it's in Barnes & Noble in New York, New Jersey. And it's in... Um, it's in a, on Amazon worldwide as well. It's gone into different languages as well, I think. So the book's done really well. It's really helping people. It's real reasonable. And there's A to Z prayers in there for every single thing you can think of, every condition, you know, even like praying for your teenagers. Um, it's just helping you. And it's got information and messages from angels, the Holy Spirit, Christ-like consciousness. It's just a book that's full of love and light for people. Amazing. And some of Joanne's other books are Healing Power for Beginners, The Power of Angels, The Power of Angel Medicine, and um, I have another one here. We are human angels. I like that. (laughs) We are. I'm also writing, I'm in the middle of writing my latest book, which is The Healing Field. So um, this book is about real-life stories of people's healings and how I actually do the healings and 
spreads that are powerful to help people heal. It's just a fascinating book all around that includes, you know, information and guidance and just documented results of people having healings going to their doctor and then seeing that they no longer need a knee replacement because they need is healed in time and it's just going to be an exciting an exciting book. Yeah, I can't wait. Cool. Keep writing. Um, we're going to take a little mini break for people. And if you have any questions for Joanne or myself, dial into 347-677-0699. Make sure you press the number one on your phone so I know that you would like to be on the air and ask a question. And we will be right back. You're listening to Wisdom of Spirit with Rosen Winterbrook on the Seika Network on blogtalkradio.com. Blessings be with you today and always. time for figuring things out, like finding the square root of X when your ex won't stop texting you, or how to write an essay on 12th night the night before it's due. It's about making friends, and making memories. It's about deciding where you fit, where you stand, and what you simply won't stand for. Long after class is dismissed, after you've left the hall, and moved on with life, after you've forgotten all the answers to all the tests, you'll remember the day you figured out the kind of person you were going to be. Stand up for someone being bullied, and they'll never forget you. Stand up to bullying. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Heart Truth is a campaign sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to raise awareness about heart health. One thing that everyone can do to support heart health is to get moving. Health and fitness expert Dr. Pamela Peek says that small steps can lead to big benefits. Throughout the day, just get up and move more. Park your car in the farthest parking spot. Find any excuse to walk as you live your busy life. The key to heart health is regular physical activity and a balanced diet. I help get my patients educated and motivated to stay active every single day. That's why I'm behind the Heart Truth Campaign and those who partnered with it, like Dr.
And we're back. Okay, let's see. So we spoke about your website and your books, and you're in the middle of writing a new one, which is great. Um, how would you say that your work has affected your lifestyle, Joanne? Um, it's a part of my daily life. It's just who I am. My husband, Jock, he's uh, the president of the American Society for Standards and Mediumship and Psychic Investigation. So I married a partner who is a partner spiritually as well as physically. And it's just a part of who we are. We don't have children, so it's just like we make fun, obviously, and we have boundaries and we make fun, time for fun and and uh, you know, time for that, this and that. But we have every single day of our life. A focus is on our spiritual work, and it's just so fulfilling. And it's just something that feeds our soul, and something that we're both passionate about. So I just feel like I've got a perfect soulmate that way that we can connect spiritually. That really is. That's beautiful. I mean, that's just great. Um, I remember years ago, my husband, my ex-husband and I, we were trying to have children so badly, and it wasn't happening. And finally, I I just looked up and said, okay, God, um, I know if you want this to happen, it'll happen. If you don't want it to happen, it won't happen. I'm okay with it. It's your decision. It's your call. And as the years went by and I didn't have children, and I had many clients coming to me for advice and for information through the psychic readings and the mediumship work, I realized one day this is why you didn't have children. It wasn't about what you wanted and that you wanted children. You have all these people to help. You would not have had time. So it's okay. It's, it, everything works out the way it's supposed to. So, oh, I believe that. I have a soulmate working yeah. with you and someone that you're a kindred spirit with and you're both enjoying doing the same kind of work. What's better than that? I know. I just feel blessed, and I, I feel that um, I feel blessed that I began my path so young. So now that I'm 46, it's like maybe next year will be 30 years. So I, I feel blessed that I'm at a point in my life where I still feel young, and I have plenty of understanding to use to help others because I want to help others to alleviate their sickness and suffering if they if they want to be helped. If they want to be helped, then I want to help them. <laughs> right. And you are the person. Um, you do workshops, webinars. What are some of the workshops you do in the training? And also, how do we, um, how do you do them? Do you do them distance? Do you do them on the computer like a lot of people are doing nowadays? Do people have to come to you? No, I don't do any in-person um, healings anymore. I used to, but I don't find I need to now. I'm so passionate about prayer and about distance spiritual healing treatment that I basically just do that about three times a week because I've got to make time for my writing and teaching work. And when I do those on the days I do them, I just use their name, their age, their location, and the main problem. So that's what I do, and then I connect with them after I've done the healing and let them know it's done, and then they can let me know of any feedback. But I do have a Clear Spirit webinar 
which is actually going to be next Saturday, so the 20, um, October the 28th. I have a Clear Spirit webinar. There's going to be four webinars uh, in total, and it's going to be teaching you how to look after your energy, clear your energy. Um, there's wonderful uh, techniques, healing techniques and prayers that you're going to learn in that. If somebody wants to find out more, they can visit the webinar page of my, the Clear Spirit webinar page of my website. I also will be starting Clear Spirit workshops from January next year. Um, I'm excited about that. And again, it's teaching people how they can help themselves to heal and how they can help they love ones to heal and then maybe take that further. I do have professional spiritual healing courses that are accredited if people want to go ahead and learn that. Uh, there's um, a lot of information on my website for healing training and webinars and workshops. And they can just have a look at that because there's something there for everybody. And it's, it's going to help them feel better, re increase their energy levels give them greater clarity of mind, increase their joy, and also, importantly, empower their creativity so that when you have strong creativity, that's when your dreams and desires start to happen because you have the power to be able to manifest that or to create it. Yeah, it's very much in line with what uh, I, I keep thinking about this through the year, and even if I don't think about it through the year, Spirit keeps nudging me and reminding me to remind people. The message at the beginning of 2017 was to everyone. I had it on my website. I had it on my YouTube channel. The message to everyone was embrace your own authenticity your own originality, and your own personal power. Don't try and copycat or be like someone else. Don't try and do things the way other people have done them. Step into your own power, your own authenticity, and therein lies a successful future and happiness. However, we're in October, and I don't see a lot of people doing it. There were some people who did embrace it, and, and they're really doing well. But to try and get people out of that box that they're in, <laughs> it's just it's not easy. But, you know, we'll keep pushing. Spirit will keep pushing that because now, again, we're coming around to 2018, and um, the, same the same message is, is being repeated and I'm sure they're going to have me repeat this message in January of 2018 telling everybody, you know, you need to be you and you need to be creative and you need to get out there and basically be the change and make the changes starting with you. So, um, you know, Nothing every little you. bit helps, as they say. Yeah, that is a lovely message. And it is just important to be authentic, to be to have integrity and to have creativity. You know, suppressed creativity is definitely linked to depression because you are your energy is, is going within instead of ex being able to expand out. So it's like de depressed in because you're unable to express the joy of your soul or the talent of your soul or the gifts of your soul or the gifts of the spirit. It's just been... It's just 
basically accepting life as this is as good as it gets and not wanting to maybe um, step outside the box or maybe just even believe that you could be good at something so you're holding your own power back. And then when you learn that, you know, I do want to maybe start expressing who I am in thought, words, and action in harmony with love, then that's when you start to align with your higher self, with your spiritual authority and your authenticity, and you become more powerful. You, be, you, you light up, so you rejuvenate. You're going to live a longer life because you're moving, you're doing something, you're happy, you're expressing. That's what we, we're here to, to understand, experience, learn, love, enjoy. We're actually here to create to create things with our own power. And when we tap into source, we co-create. And when we co-create, miracles can happen. It's so true. It's so true. And what else is true is most people, most of us don't do it out of fear. It's so sad. Um, and really, I remember the funny story. When I published my first book, um, my father in spirit walked into my office to tell me how proud he was of me. And I had a lot of leftover issues from my childhood, so what I did was I threw him out. (laughs) And I'm like, now you're here? Now you're proud of me? I don't care because I needed you to tell me this when I was a child. I needed you to tell me this when I was a teenager, and all you ever said at that time was, you're useless, you're not worth anything, you will never amount to anything. I have to tell you, me and the next brother up, we were the recipients of that kind of talk from my dad. The only one who could ever be anything was the oldest brother. And I said, I don't need you to come in here now and tell me how wonderful I am. I know. I did this myself. Oh, that? <laughs> and my husband yelled at me and said, you really should go apologize to him. He said, did you ever think that you were born into the family you were and that you had to be his daughter and you had to go through what you went through to make you who you are today? So that made me feel bad. Then, of course, I apologized to my father. (laughs) But the funny thing of that was when I published my second book, which was about a year or two later, my dad would not come through as he did the first time But for a week after I published book number two, all I could smell was cigar smoke. It was making me crazy. I'm like, who's smoking outside the house or in the house? Or I don't smoke cigars, but my dad did. Oh, that's a nice That's a lovely (laughs) sign. I know you're here. You can come out. I'm okay now. I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but I know you're here, so come out and talk. That's that's, a that's a lovely confirmation for you. That's good. I'm glad because you know, there's unconditional love for you from your dad. And we we experience things for reasons. And then we become stronger in character and we become stronger um, in understanding. We become more compassionate and empathic to others who are going through similar things. And we're able, we're able to be, um, you know, that support system. So you're, you're going to be able to support a lot of people who have experienced similar things to you. Exactly, yeah. So um, I think that was great. We are coming upon the hour. I want to, while we still have a minute or two here, 
I want to thank you so much, Joanne, for helping and, well, helping me because I've had two healings from Joanne. They were wonderful. And uh, I'm going to continue because I just, I love her work. And um, thank you so much for being my guest here this evening. If anybody has any questions, feel free to get in contact with me or visit Joanne's website, joannebrokos.com, and um, definitely explore what Joanne has to offer. She's an amazing woman. Thank you, Rose, for your kind words and wonderful support. And I absolutely enjoyed being on this show today. And I just want to thank you for the experience. Thank you. Thank you as well. It was great having you. Hopefully we'll have you back in the future. And uh, I wish you much continued success, Joanne. Thank you, Rose. You take care. Thank you to all my listeners, you guys in the chat room. Thank you for being in the chat room this evening. And uh, we'll be back next.